what's up? I regret that instantly. It's a dog. No. With the Nash Master. Oh dear God. <laughs> hey guys. Okay. It's Andy. Yes, it is. And this is Nash. Hello. Of Death and Friends. Of Nashville. Okay. Also of that. Andy of Andy Stan. No. Fine. There's nothing with an Andy in it, really. Andyville. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Andyland. <laughs> Pedos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. I hear it now. California diseased. <laughs> like, yeah. There's there's no options. Okay. Fine. I I, I just assume somewhere in the world. No, okay. there's not. All You've right. got Nashville. I've got D's nuts. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back. This is Andy. This is tomorrow. Today we are wrapping up our wonderful season one of us doing this for some reason, yes. and people are listening, and that's cool. We're happy to have you. We are on episode 20. We've done 18 interviews. We did the intro. We've done, and now we're doing this thing for number 20, I think. So we've numbers. covered numbers. We love them here. We do. Thank you, Dr. Chris Fuchs, for teaching us about numbers, theoretically. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> we've covered a lot of different things this season. Well, it's, you've covered a lot of different things. <laughs> you've covered one thing and then some other things. Yeah. How about that? Okay. But we've talked about a lot of things, so yeah. there's that too. There is that. So what did you learn that was the most shocking oh, from man. 18 episodes? From 18 episodes. Wow. Okay, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you the least shocking thing first. Was it death that it exists? No, I was going to say that Ruth Goodman is like literally a gem of a human being. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Least surprising thing on earth. Wow, the most surprising thing that I've learned? Hmm. I actually really think it was my first interview. How to interview? Was that it? Well, yes, also that. I, I don't have a ton of social skills, so this is something I had to work on. Um, Plot twist, everyone. This is actually like my grad school for education yes. project of how to I'm get somebody intern. to come out of their shell. <laughs> and she didn't know it until just now. Guess yeah. what? This is all about you. Oh, my God. There's no actual audience. We're not even putting this online. That's fascinating. So this is like Creed Thoughts. <laughs> yes. The, <laughs> this is just for you. It's just for me and... And my weird twisted games. And for me to be able to... Those poor people that I interviewed for no reason, right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, they were in on it. They're not re- real scientists. They're not real people. I oh. mean, they're real people. Oh. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yes. I, I'm not that good of a magician here that I can just create fake people. Where I'm also with you at the same time sometimes. Are you? I don't know. Maybe I'm starting to just have like a Shutter Island I'm moment. Real. <laughs> yeah. Where I just slowly find out that I'm recording a podcast and I think that there's another voice. It's like Fight Club, but with pandemic overtones. <laughs> yes. Oh man, now he's not real. <laughs> you guys get it? He's not going to say anything for the rest of this episode. Okay, you asked about the most shocking thing. I'll actually give you a legitimate answer on that. It was the first episode I ever did. Ever did? No, that's not true. Just in this podcast. Um, I interviewed Dr. Susanna Monceau, who was working on animals having a concept of death. Okay? And now, I've studied death for a really long time. It's like one of my weird passions but it never occurred to me that animals were capable of measuring and achieving some notion of death and dying that that puts them sort of in this like bucket of are they sentient why are we defining death and grieving by human standards when there are so many other things on the earth that live with us that also interact with death and i think that was really one of those things that i was just like that 
made me look at my cats and my dog very differently after the fact. Like, I know that they were going to eat me. That was whatever. Kind of hope they enjoy it. But I never had been like, man, they might be sad or they might have expectations of what that grief and dying look like. So for me, that that has still sat with me. So your dog has expectations. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Thank you for coming back. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. I, I, I vaguely remember her talking about the whales. Oh, yeah. So that the whale carrying the, the yeah. dead baby. Yeah. That so, was a bummer. Yeah. That was a good interview. I mean, I think we've had all good interviews. Mm. Not to toot my own podcast. Pod my own cast? No. Cast my Just own pod? Stop while you're I like ahead. cast my own pod. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> not to cast my own pod, but they're all good interviews. So what, what did you learn? What was like your big shocking fact? I was not prepared for the question that I gave you. I was going to say. I think the also for me. teachers become the master. If I had to have a second answer i do think jesus just rub it in sorry i do think the multiverse conversation we had with dr fuchs was also like very crazy right because i went and that's the closest to drugs i've ever felt without drugs right it it did have like an element of like psychedelic behavior you know i studied so hard for that interview because he scares me as a person and also as a scientist um and you know i remember leaving being like okay that wasn't that bad and like i could sort of decompress from the fear and then later, I was like, God, the multiverse isn't real. <laughs> Your brain didn't have, have the uh, processing power to no. deal with that at the moment. I'm very slow. It's fine. <laughs> when you asked me, then I was like, I'm going to blank and forget every interview I've ever done. Yeah. That's why I tried to not ask you directly, but then I asked you directly. Uh, I think Charles was the... The uh, most handsome. I mean, duh. <laughs> but, sorry, Peter. Uh <laughs> but he i don't know he's he's so insightful and he's one of those people you can have a really good genuine conversation with and like some really interesting things will come out of it Mm -hmm. and i didn't really necessarily walk away with like uh like wow i feel like i know something i didn't but i felt more at peace with what i did know in a different way Hmm. and um i think that's more of like an emotional knowledge than an actual like factual thing that you've developed the knowledge of right i don't know if that would be my favorite or like most insightful but it was um it was a good one it was one i really enjoyed i mean he is the the nephew of james cameron so it's hard not to you know interact with him and just feel very supported and it's canon now it's canon now we said it's it online. been recorded can be cited yeah. it's done <laughs> yes his his uncle is titanic's james cameron all you can think of is the um Home movies, the guy who does the the film camp. I was the snack services <laughs> for James, James Cameron. Cameron. Yes, <laughs> that same. And I say, how you doing? You want more fruit? And he'd laugh because we worked on the same movie <laughs> together. And he did want more fruit. <laughs> Such a good show. If you haven't watched Home Movies, highly recommend it. We're obviously obviously going to have H. John Benjamin on the show next season. Obviously. Obviously. He he knows quite a bit about the future of the economy and also warfare. And also Bob's Burgers. Oh, yes. Right. That's why we had him on. Will have. Not yes. Have. Sorry. Yes. Don't give it away, Nash. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and Peter Ginn, too. We're coming for you, buddy. We're yeah, collecting we them. Got to get that trifecta. If yes. you want to go listen to Alex Langons, you can do that on the Poor Pearls Almanac. Oh, man. Now we're plugging other shows. Well, if you <laughs> really want the trifecta, you have to go there. <laughs> go big or go home, That's true. as they say. Or we could just have him back on. That's also fine. Or we fine. can do that. Yes. Alex, sorry. You're coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's been a year of making these podcasts, and 
I don't know. We've been shooting the shit with each other and <laughs> doing this. Is it what you expected as a person who has not been on a podcast with interviews? Yeah. You know, I, I obviously have done dozens before we'd done this. Oh, sure. Just and dozens. Dozens. Does, so dozens. in the tens, you guys. <laughs> like in the teens. <sighs> the, the high uzens. Journalistic integrity. Yes. Was this whole process like what you expected? Okay, so... You know that you're like one of the only people on the earth that I can have like a functional conversation with that sounds like a conversation that humans might have because we've known each other for literally an eon. But I actually went into this being very excited about the premise, being very excited to talk to people, but also having the limitation of not being very good at talking to people. So I think that was like my big hurdle, right, was like learning. And I, I think I did it. I don't know. You guys can uh, leave a review if I haven't quite done it yet. Um but, I, you know, I think I'm slightly more comfortable at navigating what I think it might take someday to do an interview. Someday. Someday, maybe. Someday you can guide that, that ship. Someday I'll be just like you. You can captain that ship. <laughs> doing my teens of interviews. Doing your, your teens of interviews <laughs> like a teen, living your teen life. Yes. Thriving in Thri my flop era. Your flop era. <laughs> Come a long way. It's It's been really fun to see. Oh. Aw. The genuine Aww. heartwarming moment. Yeah, that's as close as it gets. Oh, okay. So now that we're in 20 episodes, mm -hmm. uh, thinking back to when we started this show, what we had envisioned the show, I feel like it's changed. I don't know if you do it all. You know, I, I feel like when we had started the show, we had this very like explicit, specific idea of mm. this podcast is going to exist as a, a nexus for academic research to be explained at an ac accessible level for people that are not highly specialized in these fields right. and to navigate these really nuanced discourses for contemporary research and how that is going to whittle down into changes in our future. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that doesn't necessarily mean like I, I think people initially hear that and they think science and tech. And that's obviously a piece of it, but like there's a, there's a number of things that are going to impact what the future looks like, including people looking at primary source documents and relearning what history actually happened, how that's going to change his, you know, how kids learn history and how they grow up and interpret the world differently fundamentally because of how that history for them was different. Mm -hmm. So that was always kind of what the vision was for the podcast, at least for me. And uh, I, I think we've kind of strayed a little bit from that. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Right. It, it was interesting. I think when we first started this, it felt very academic to me because you you and I are both academics or former academics, I guess. And so for us, this was sort of like a labor of love, like translating it out. But I do feel like along the way, we sort of stumbled into this nice notion of academia being an ideology more than it is like a, a space, right? It's not just people who have doctorates, right? It's not just people who participate in university research. Academia for us, I think, has become sort of a shifting kind of... Ground? Yeah, I guess. Okay, so like sort of like a shifting space, really, where it's not just like this ivory tower bullshit. Everybody has to have 100 letters after their name in order to be taken seriously. You know, we talk about the merits of Wikipedia on this show. And I think that was one of the first times for me, it felt like we were saying something that was also different about what we perceive as academic or research. It's not just those things. It's, you know, also the future of pornography. Or talking to 
Peter Michael Bauer about the problems of academics driving historical research, right? Uh, which is its own, you know, challenges go with that as well, because that means you have to go through and be force fed this institutional understanding of how history is created. And it's presented in a way that seems objective, but is fundamentally subjective through the institutions that create it. Right. So I think we've we have veered a bit away from that idea of fundamentally thinking about what our role is with the podcast as like this transitory piece for mm. you know academic if you know very jargon heavy research that is needs to be translated for the you know the average person or whatever right and instead has become more of a it's much more valuable to talk to a sex worker than a researcher on how sex work is changing and evolving and what that future probably looks like right and that's okay, and that's good, and that's really liberating to think about understanding expertise um, that you don't need to have these degrees. And also that, like, you know, conversely, we see this happening, or concurrently, we see this happening in terms of, like, Substack and mm -hmm. Medium, and where people that are researchers or maybe aren't, you know, the top-tier researchers from, you know, the the best universities, but they are really good at translating things into like accessible knowledge. And that's become a very big thing is, hey, I'm a doctor and I'm going to explain some things to you that, you know, is happening in research that's really important. And I can explain it in layman's terms. I might not be from Harvard, but I'm good at this. Right. And that's a skill set that, you know, we're, we're kind of a part of and also like a, a, in a weird, like pivotal way. And I don't mean pivotal as like necessarily important, but literally as like that transitory space mm -hmm. um, in terms of like how we we start to understand, digest and engage with the the work of people that are on the, the front lines of whatever it happens to be that we bring on the show. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's been interesting sort of dipping our toes in different spaces. I mean, not really for me. But more for you. You do too. Some of them. <laughs> some of them. And, and thinking about challenging our own ideas and our own sort of held beliefs. I think that's been also fun for me. You know, thinking about the episode we did on video game therapy or, you know, I almost said non-consensual monogamy. Oh, consensual non-monogamy. <laughs> non-consensual monogamy is yeah. also a thing. If you ask, It's a real um, shotgun wedding type yeah. shit. <laughs> it's definitely a thing, so don't feel bad. It really happens. It just wasn't what we talked about on the show. You know, thinking about some of those things that I think are, are becoming more culturally prevalent that maybe haven't impacted our lives yet. But you know, and, and I think it's been beneficial for us too, to have some of these conversations, to have this space in which to be forced to reach out to people being like, hey, you're cool. And I bet you talk about cool things. I think that's been fun, too. But I'm curious. OK, so we do a show called Tomorrow Today, right? And now it's tomorrow and then it was today. Yes. But it's also tomorrow now and today. Stop doing this. OK. Australia. So I'm curious is, OK, we, we've talked about where we are right now. We've just wrapped somewhere in the 20s or maybe just 20 uh episodes. 20 episodes so what does the future of tomorrow today look like tomorrow <sighs> more tomorrows less today's oof that's tough for us it's, a, it's not a good look no no but seriously i do think we started the show very academically heavy and we mm -hmm. went kind of the opposite way some areas that we really didn't talk about were the history side of things. Like we talked about it on like a bigger picture. Right. Like I do think something we'll talk about more in the next season is like 
let's look at very specific things and how our kids are going to understand history Mm -hmm. because of things people are discovering today. Like the Wonder Chicken. Like the Wonder Chicken. And how that is going to fundamentally change how, like, kids see dinosaur toys Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. You know? Like, their dinosaurs are all going to be feathered. Like, that is just mind-blowing for us. And that's just going to be normal for them. Like, they're not going to think it's weird that a 60-foot thing looks like a fucking turkey. A chicken, actually. Turkey. A turkey. A turducken of (laughs) dinosaurs. A churducken. But also, like, (laughs) thinking about Dr. Julie Carpenter's interview about robots and how we'll understand humanity through the lens of robots and now we've got that chat ai robot that like (laughs) wanted the nuclear codes a couple days ago so (laughs) you might be hearing this before nuclear armageddon and you didn't even get to learn about the chicken dinosaurs yeah but also like why do we keep inventing technology that wants to be sentient and then immediately wants to kill us like we should probably just stop doing that well first off it really says a lot about the person who coded it because either they're really good at being objective or they really hate themselves well i do i I think it has like a user like it learns based on the user so this is like sort of a Bodie mcboatface situation where like the internet except it's like dumps the worst shit into it and just (laughs) and then is surprised that it's like terrible and racist and it wants us to die what's what's in the future for you that is not death oh man i have to not talk about death for a while i would like to get through a couple episodes and and look at something else but i do feel like unfortunately i can bring death into just about every conversation so it is going to be a struggle for me the struggle of the life of nash well the life and death of nash the life and death god when you die i'm gonna do such a big episode (laughs) actually i'm going to do like an episode that's short and inappropriately incorrect so that you have to come from the grave (laughs) to yell at me about how I like was talking about and then she said you know what I really want I want to be cremated and then shot into the sky because it's so so good for the environment Mm, I want to be composted I'm putting that on this podcast right now compost me like one of your French girls (laughs) I mean wait no you're in jail (laughs) okay also am I Jack the Ripper (laughs) like is that what you're trying to say they weren't French I mean they could have been they no they weren't well, none of the victims that we know, but... Jack the Ripper. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. Did I? You did. Oh. That was my big question. I don't have so many other questions. Do you have nothing else you want to talk about? I mean, I want to keep kind of talking about the, the Chad GI AI robot thing, but mostly because it's fascinating. So you're going to be the AI person in the no, podcast? No, no. You're going to be hacker, elite hacker? I'm fascinated by the idea that humanity is so determined to kill ourselves that we haven't even ended like world wars or climate change, but we're just going to invent technology that wants to take us out. I like that it's basically the most capitalist thing ever. Like yes. we've created a middleman for suicide. Yes. Like on a global scale. Yeah. We were like, let's just toss the humanity in there. Of suicide. And then we're always like, oh my God, it doesn't like us. Like we're so shocked. We're like, oh, what if we were total garbage human beings and just dumped that right into the code? And the robot's like, okay, yeah, you should die. And we're like, oh. how dare you? How could you say this to me, Esteban? (laughs) (laughs) Why is the robot Esteban? It doesn't matter. It's just. I I feel like I need to know this now. (laughs) It just is, okay? That's just his name. Just in this specific scenario, it's called Esteban and it hates me.
okay. personally. Just you. Just me. You're I don't know how to code. Planet just for you. But I do think Esteban hates me. It's because you don't know how to code. But okay. It's uh, the language of love. I don't want to get too far because this is like not relevant to the podcast at all, really. But do you remember when we were children and Smarter Child was like the most mind-blowing piece of technology? Smarter Child? You don't remember Smarter Child? Is that the aim chat? Yes. Okay. And you could go like talk to Smarter Child. It didn't know shit, right? It would just basically repeat you. Yeah, it would say like... Anything you said plus, like, another 10 pre-programmed yes. sentences. Yes, and, and then it would be like, I don't know about that. Like, most of the time, if you said something fucking weird. Oh, if you said anything that wasn't, like, the easiest question yeah. for, like, a three-year-old. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, my God, the computers can talk. And, like, now we have chatbots being like, I want to be alive. And then immediately after being like, tell me the nuclear codes. <laughs> like, You're really not letting that one go. No, I'm not. It's hysterical to me. I have not la- stopped laughing about it in, like, four days. <laughs> uh, it's so entirely predictable. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, yeah. So, like, what then? There are a bunch of other things I would really like to talk about. Like? Um, well, thinking about history specifically, I would love to talk about how pyramids are not grain silos. I think that might be an interesting conversation. I don't think we need to have that conversation. Are you sure? What if we had that guy on the show? The brain surgeon dude? No, I thought he was like an Egyptologist, or he pretended to be an Egyptologist. No, no, no. I'm thinking of Ben, not Ben Shapiro, the other Ben that was the worst. He was a kid brain surgeon, and he was like, pyramids are grain silos. You know what I'm talking about. He ran for president. Ben Carson. I got Uh, there all by myself. (laughs) They were talking about the meme guy. Aliens. Mm. Aliens. Oh, Oh, we should have aliens on the show. Can we just have just meme people on the show? (laughs) We do an entire season of memes. Where are they now? (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you where they are. It's not good. It's on the internet (laughs) all all the time. Perpetually. No, but like sort of like doing some historical debunking, like a Mythbusters type shit, but with like... That has nothing to do with... I was going to say less insurance. That might be tomorrow's problem. <laughs> that, might be, that is definitely tomorrow's problem. Anytime we screw up, tomorrow's problem. Tomorrow's we are problem. today. Yes. So we only focus on today because the tomorrow is after a comma, and whatever happens after a comma is none of my business. Commas are walls. Tear yes. down this wall, Gorbachev. Don't do that. <laughs> what is this banter even? So... Remember back in like, I mean, we weren't alive in the 50s and 60s. Back in the 50s and 60s. But remember like, because you've seen them on like YouTube or like they make fun of them in like contemporary TV, Mm. like the like home of the future stuff like, and like not not a lot, some of those things did happen, but a lot of them didn't. But also what does that mean about our future homes? Predictions. Yeah. Like what, what is the future of architecture in a world where... Category five hurricanes are not uncommon look like. Oh, see, now you bummed me out. I was thinking this was going to be like a fun. Like sex toys bump out of the walls kind of fun or. No, it's weird. That that's where you went. <laughs> no, I was thinking like the big one in like the 1920s, right? When they were asked to like predict the future was going to be this like weird balloon lake walking. Like you would be able to walk on water carried and supported by balloons. And they were like, that's what people will do to get anywhere. That, that's what they want. This that's is what the what people, the people want. want. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, what whimsical thing could we come up with that we haven't already thought of? Like, what are our big, you know, like daydreams for humanity? But I think it's going to have to just be a bummer and it's going to have to be like finding another planet to live on because we tanked this one. I mean, that's very possible. Or getting killed by aliens. Oh, man. But we got to do what? an aliens episode. Oh, we should do an aliens episode. But you know what? I think we should think about maybe investing in balloon water walking. Just 
to say we did it. You know what I mean? Appease put on, put on the, the human bucket list. Yeah, appease the 1920s dreamers and learn to walk on lakes supported by balloons. So I don't know if you know this, but mm-hmm. like the homes of the future thing, like some of those things got built and then were actually in houses and then we don't, we didn't do them anymore and they were actually really good. What were they? So like if you go through some of the houses from the 40s, 50s, you'll see if they're like the nicer ones. Yeah. Like they would have built into the counter blenders it'd be like the blender base so like you could have a flat counter and just like stick it on there's a switch you turn it on and off right look at that it was pretty cool innovative yeah couldn't do that now with proprietary technology dicks remember the days when your cell phone was like could be one of 42 plugs yeah now it's only one of like four so we did dream big we just dreamt big in the weird directions we just realize it's more profitable to not oh, do that right capitalism that i forgot for a moment for yeah. one brief moment you thought we lived in a better world <laughs> i forgot about capitalism wow that was the nicest moment of my life what a crushing realization yeah so i think there are a lot of things that we can still unpack i want to talk about cults cults yeah we can do cults i would love to do cults let's find a cult leader I actually want to interview somebody about the mega churches. Could do some. I'm sure there's research on the mega churches. Yes. Uh, I would like to do stuff on the ocean, like with like the the icebergs melting and oh like, man, that's gonna be sad. Yeah, and like the acidification of the ocean, like that that seems like kind of a big deal. We should yeah. be talking about. Yeah. We can definitely talk about like the impact. So one of the things that's getting really big on the news, and I think like this is classic boomer shit, right? Mm-hmm. So. We built all these nuclear power plants like 50 years ago. Sure. They're all being decommissioned and they all have all this wastewater. Like not talking about the actual like rods, Mm -hmm. but like just the wastewater that they want to dump now and nobody wants it. And there's like reports from places where they have dumped it. Like I think East Ireland um, where they have like four times higher rates of leukemia compared to the rest of Ireland because of the the nuclear power plant in england god damn it yeah if that's what killed the dolphin i'm gonna be furious i thought you were gonna say jfk and i was gonna be real confused but wow also... he's not the only person that's never died all right <laughs> that's <laughs> obviously down. the takeaway <laughs> jfk is the only person who's ever died yep. everyone else is a fiction is a, is a government conspiracy <laughs> birds aren't real and neither are people <laughs> they just put the people in bird shape that's why there's so many birds now. That's where the wonder chicken came from. He was just the first person. He was the Adam and Eve. You mean so the giants were real? Yes. And they it were It all chickens. comes together. We, we've solved it. <laughs> there's no more reason for <laughs> we us. We are Q. <laughs> <laughs> there's no more reason for us to do this podcast. We have solved it. <laughs> Whatever it is, you may never know. Mm-mm. So yeah, it was a fun season. It was uh, definitely a growing experience. I've had a lot of fun talking with you about it and seeing... I don't know how this relationship has grown with the podcast. I'm, you know, we're taking some time off just because we're both busy with other stuff. Yes. But we're going to come back in the summer and uh, pick up with season two. And uh, we're already scheduling interviews and planning Doing the work. future. Yeah. So when you were like, we're taking a break, we're not taking a break. I mean, we are. We're just doing some things. <laughs> Your ears are taking a break from our nonsense. <laughs> That's what's happening. No, we're, we'll take some time off. We're just some interviews that... um we had wanted to do got delayed 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 and now we're able to do them so we'll be wrapping those up probably recording them sitting on them you guys get to listen to them in the summer we're going to be sitting by the beach or 
something, not the beaches in East Ireland. Or the ones filled with corpses. Or the ones filled, well, actually, if that's a thing. Oh, that's true. I feel like you'd be into that. Come on, gotta get that beach body. Yeah, but see, I don't want dead people in my butt. Really? That was a great (laughs) joke. Beach body? Got a slow simmer there. I don't like you. Okay. (laughs) Any any, uh, concluding thoughts? Concluding thoughts tomorrow, today. That's my concluding thought. (laughs) What if I just ended it right there? So powerful. What a thought. What thoughts? Don't listen to our other podcasts. Oh, yeah, I guess if if somehow you've ended up here yeah. and you don't know where we are from otherwise, go check out Death and Friends. That's Nash's other podcast. Yes. Uh, she talks about death a lot more there, but not with interviews. So if you don't like her interviewing, you just like her banter. It's perfect. You're like, wow, she really hasn't improved at all this season. She's terrible. <laughs> go listen to the I'm scripted for- <laughs> show where I don't have to think about what I'm about to say. So go check that out. If you are here because of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you're obviously here because... I'm Andy of the Poor Proles Almanac, which you know, Because you say it every time we start the show, obviously. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's why. That's why. (laughs) No, so actually what I was going to say is if you don't know uh, who I am or what I do, um, to go check out the podcast Poor Proles Almanac and also the other show that I do, Gastropocene. Gastropocene, which we talk about food systems and the future or future driven by the way we eat. Ooh. So that is the Gastropocene. Get it? Like gastro stuff. Yeah, I'm hungry. And Anthropocene, so. you know, smash them together. Do it. Do the thing. Yes. Do the thing. Do That's the how thing. we're going to end it. Yeah. Do the thing. Yeah. So we'll see you guys in July and uh, go... Eat a corn dog or something. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I'm ending the (laughs) room.